Hi, my lovies. This is Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. My guest today is Nicole Colella. Is that how I pronounce that? Is that yes. correct? All right. She is the author of Kickstart Your Tarot Business, a professional's guide to building your business. Um, hello, Nicole. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to have you here on uh, my podcast. Um, I'm very honored to be talking with my first author um, and tarot business, no doubt. Um, first thing, just tell us where you're from and, you know, your background. Um, I'm from New Jersey and I have been a, tar- a professional tower reader for about a little over a year now. Um, but my business background stands over 20. So that's kind of what sets me up to author a book like this. So um, did you go to like school? Yes. Like, or, yeah. yeah. So, so I actually, yeah, I studied under Dusty White. He's a tarot um, master metaphysical teacher. And he is also the author of several books the easiest way to learn the tarot and the easiest way to learn astrology and advanced tarot secrets are three of his metaphysical books. So I went to online through him. So when did you know that tarot and divination was for you? Uh, 2020. (laughs) I think that's the biggest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, it was a very hectic year. Um, my dad wound up passing on in September of 2020. And then I just became more and more like into the whole thing. I have my best friend is a medium and I, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she actually made contact with him and then made contact with my relatives and then, and I was like, Oh, 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 I really need to rethink all this. (laughs) And yeah, it was, you know, it was information that she would never have known. And it was just really eye-opening. And I just started going on the journey of self-discovery. I had stepped away from my religion, um, but it wasn't like I ever wish I wasn't choosing a direction. Like I was waffling with where I wanted to go. Like I always knew, I always knew I was spiritual you know, I, and that came from, I mean, I remember specifically, I don't remember how old I was. I was anywhere between the age of probably nine and 13. But I remember the moment very specifically that I went with my dad. There was a um, a cemetery in my development when I was growing up and it was very old. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually, the neighborhood that I grew up in was formerly, I don't want to say an Indian burial ground, but there was definitely some kind of battle that was fought there. Okay. We would like dig in the yard. We would find cannonballs. We would find arrowheads. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, so a segment of it was almost on the outskirts but there were houses that surrounded it was a cemetery. So my, my like conclusion is that it was probably all cemetery land. And they decided to sell that extra land off. 
And those houses were built in the 1950s post-World War II era. So they were kind of like the, um, you know, all the houses that people threw up in those days afterwards for all the troops. And we went walking in that cemetery and it was before they decided to restore it. They restored it about 10 or 15 years ago. And I just remember feeling so connected. And the question came through me of, why do I feel so much closer and connected spiritually on a walk through the woods? Because it was like the leaves and your, you know, your feet are like crunching. Mm-hmm. And like, why do I feel so much more connected here and now when I should be that connected like that in church? Like, and I knew at that moment it didn't work for me, but I didn't know what else there was. I was so young and I, you know, you just kind of go with what everybody else is doing at that point. I'm curious as to know what your life was like before 2020, like right before the brink of using tarot like what was going on before that just in a general sense typical like you know nine to five well no I didn't have a nine to five I um I was a stay-at-home mom and basically like taking care of my kids with special needs and stuff like that but I was on the journey ever so slowly and didn't realize and I feel like 2020 just made everything come to a head and it was just like oh my goodness this was like yes this is it and and that was kind of it because there were there were I've had things happen to me and I've had realizations and I've had all through my life but I never it never congealed and the fact that I think that we had to take that step back in 2020 and really rethink our lives it really made me do more in-depth exploring of what was really going on and what was really out there. And so Cairo came about in 2021, actually. I would see, and, and that's the thing where I say, I've been doing this all a while. I had two Oracle decks that I would play with. And I was playing with them probably for about seven or eight years on and off. Okay. You know, sometimes I do daily draws for months and then I, they, they go back in the, in the box and then I come out again. And then, and I'd always sit there and say, well, why, you know, isn't it really crazy how these cards just always tell me what I need to hear when I need to hear it, but I never made the connection to spirit. Right. Okay. And, and that's where, you know, it got very interesting. <laughs> and then, so 2021, I decided to join a witch box of the month club type thing. And the first month it was July of 21. I think I said that like four times already. (laughs) The first box was a full blown tarot deck. And I went, Whoa. Okay. (laughs) And I always had that stigma around tarot of, Oh, I don't want to get a reading because there's a devil in there and there's, you know, death and I don't want to know that I'm going to die. And, And it was just something that I, at that moment when they were in my hands, it it was like, no, we really have to look at this. Like, this is something I'm being asked to look into for a reason. And I was like, okay, well, where do I start? And I went online and I ordered a book and I actually ordered 
Deborah Lips Tarot Interpret Intuitive Tarot. So I said, okay, you know, I'm I know I'm kind of intuitive. I'll I'll try it. It was tarot interactions, but it is like a partially intuitive tarot kind of. Okay. And I got it and I got about seven or eight pages in and it said, if you don't know the meanings and you don't know, you know, no, close this book, go find another book. And I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. And I got really frustrated and I went on Amazon. And sometimes when I'm really frustrated, the right thing comes through. And I'm just like, it is way to learn the tarot. And like, (laughs) but I was like, okay, if this is it, this is it. Because (laughs) <laughs> because I can't like there were way too many books it was very overwhelming of course yeah I, I got his book and I let it sit I let it collect some dust and then in October of that year I was kind of like you know what I really need I I want to do this now is going to be the time and I opened the book and it literally like it has you write your name and the date and then it has you, you know, say, list your instructor. And it, underneath there is an asterisk and says, if you don't have an instructor, go here. And it was an online forum and a, a website. And you, he started you off with like eight free classes. And then if you wanted to go further, you could. And, and that's what I chose to do. And then I studied under him. But yeah, all yes. I did was follow directions and the universe. <laughs> That's that is a very interesting, very amazing journey for sure. Um, besides the hesitation, did you have any doubts? Was it doubt that hesitated, or was it fear? Or I don't, I don't know if it was doubt. I don't know if it was fear. It was definitely some procrastination um, more than anything. I think it's just that sometimes things get so busy, and then you just have to make it a point to say, no, this is, it's time. It's now I have to do it. And that's just basically where I was at, where it was like, I just had this very now or never moment. Like I need to do this or it's never going to happen. And then, yeah. And then as I started studying and there were like the moments where your brain breaks and because you're trying to like, information in so much information in, right and you know you get to that point where it's like your your brain is just like a mass of jelly on the floor (laughs) and you yeah and you you know you work through it but then when you come back and you have a breakthrough it it propels you to keep moving on right forward yeah and you know and then my friend of course the medium my friend laura she was like um this is your gift and I was like, what? Right. <laughs> so that was just, that was, I think what I needed to just jump in with both feet because I was like, okay, if this is my gift, I am all in. Right. No questions asked. That's, and, that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm I, pretty I, sure I, I didn't even, I know it's such a long, <laughs> it's a long story, but I didn't even okay. think that I was, I didn't even think I was going to read for other people. Like that was another barrier that I was like, no, no, I'm just doing this for myself. And like, even my husband is like another business. I'm like, no, 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 it's just for me. I'm, I'm just going to read and see what I can get out of this, you know? And then we got to a point in the course in my training where it was like, well, you have to go out and do a hundred readings, whether you're going to become professional or not, this is how you practice and you have to go do those readings. And then I, 
that's where it was like the universe came intervened again and was like, okay, you're really going to do this because I was starting, you know, like I, I said, I have a friend that is a medium and she knew other tarot readers. And so I was like, oh my God, yeah, I want to read for them. And it just snowballed from there. And then they were counseling me saying, Hey, you're really talented. Like you need people like you, you need to start this business. And I was just like, Oh, okay. And then, then it's gone from there. (laughs) Okay. So I've gotten to the pivotal question. All right. So what triggered you to write a book? That is what I want to know, because this is not something that everybody does. People read tarot for years. They become tarot experts. They might give a couple of tips here and there, maybe do like a little online thing. But you've published a book, okay? So I want to know what sparked that. Like, what told you deep down? Like, did you do a tarot spread asking yourself this and it came out yes? No. Or what happened? No, no. So there's a few backstories to this as well. I was told years ago, probably about seven or eight years ago, um, by a neighbor, she just looked at me and I I felt like she had some kind of gift. She looked at me and she goes, you have a book in you. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I I can't even write a paragraph. Like, no, (laughs) honey, you're going to write a book. And at the time she had thought she had said, I was going through a struggle with my son who was on the spectrum, but he was diagnosed very late and we were battling with the school and stuff like that. And she's like, I think this is your book. And I'm like, no, no, I really don't want to write about this. This is like too much for me, you know, but it was the idea that got planted in my head, but she's like, but everybody has a book in them. She's like, and you have to find yours. And that's what she told me. And I was just like, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, Lisa. (laughs) And then um, last summer I went to go do readings down the shore here in New Jersey. And there was a uh, psychic medium on the boardwalk who is very famous. And she actually approached me and asked if she wanted, she asked for a reading and she said, do you want to barter? And I asked her, do you read palm? Like I have always wanted my palms read and I never had them read. And she said, yeah, I, I, I read palms. And she's reading my palms and she looked at me and she goes, you have a book in you. I'm like, what? Wow. And it was again, and it was just like, what? And I'm like, about what? She goes, and it might be more than one. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was even more mind blowing. And I'm like, okay, fine. Wow. Yeah. And that was last July. So again, it was almost like a whole nother wow. cycle. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. I, I didn't really think anything of it, but it was just something that just sat in the back of my mind of like, if all these people are telling me that I have a book in me, what is it? And I, and I couldn't figure it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I've been going with everything else in the universe. I'm going to go with this as well. So when I established the business, it started when we, we all trained together in Dusty's um Okay. He has like a forum and we train every week oh. we moderators. Yes. And now I'm actually a moderator. So I'm, I'm helping train and teach other, well, I'm not really teaching them. We have study groups and I'm kind of leading the study groups. Okay. 
All right. So I'm on the other study groups and they were watching me start the business and get clients and do all of this stuff. But they were still on their end of the journey where it was still very new. Like they didn't, they didn't progress forward enough. They were still in that study phase. I see. So they were getting interested in getting certified and they were asking me how, and then once they became certified, then they were interested in asking me, well, how, how did you start a business and how did you do this? And how did you do that? And I would just sit there and just spew like, okay, well, you don't have to worry about this and you have to worry about that. And you got to think about this and da, 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 da. And it was just like, I'm repeating myself over and over. Why don't I just right. write it down? Like in every, right. <laughs> and everybody was saying to me, there's so much value here, Nicole. You have so much information, yeah. so much knowledge. Like, And so it almost became itself. And then what happened was Dusty actually proposed, there's, there's a dozen of us moderators that, you know, he actually, this one day he just came out and said, you all have something to teach. What is it? And I sat back and I went, oh my God, that's what it is. It's, it's yes. how to start. And I'm getting emotional about it. Yes. <laughs> but it's what I have to teach because I sat back and I said, I can't teach. It's not that I can't teach the tarot, mm-hmm. but that's, that's his wheel. Like, why am I going to in- reinvent the wheel? And then, right. you know, you're stepping on people's toes. But this is something so different and so new that it's not out there. And and I, that was part of my struggle because it was, I went through the struggle. Well, maybe I didn't go and look in the right for the right information. And I had to apply what I've already knew from establishing other businesses in the past to the tarot business. But then people were coming to me. And so I my conclusion was that, well, yeah, this information is not out there. This is something new and fresh that people need. Right. right. I want to know, have you written anything, you know, before this, like if you've written like articles or, you know, blogs or anything like that? No? I, I hate like, blogs. <laughs> I hate blogging. So you're telling um, me the first time you get really confident to write something, you write an entire book. Yep. An informative <laughs> book at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to definitely touch on the fact that you are in fact 100% correct. There is nothing like this out, out here because when it comes to tarot businesses, you know, of course it is set up like any regular business, but there are some, you know, uh, exceptions. There are a lot of different, you know, different ways to do things. Um, and it's definitely a different category of business. Right. right? And there is, there um, is one by, um, Corby, Corby Mitleaf. She actually wrote one, but this is not about starting your business from the ground up. This right. book is called, you've got the magic who needs a genie. And this is how to the A-lister's guide to holistic expo success. So this is basically what happens when you go to the expos. So this one is a really great reference. And I would say it pairs really well with mine because this goes in depth on one specific topic of my book. But you are like the first step in all of this, right? It's kind of like 
all these other books were published about tarot and moving forward with it and pretty much writing, I guess, after all the successes, right? But you are literally starting literally with the pencil and the fresh sheet of paper for somebody who like, like how everyone has done it. And it's like, you're, you're, you're brave enough to really give that, you know, that, that inner closeted, you know, experience of what everyone else had to go through in order to be who they are right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just- and there's, and there's people that only get so far and then they get confused and they turn back. So this kind of propels you forward and gives you a really good framework to know whether you're on the right track or not. Yes, because I got to, like I was saying before, I really wish I had this book 17 years ago. Okay. I, I walked around with a with a tarot deck in my hand. I was like, I'm pretty sure I could make money doing this. You know, people people think I do give good readings, but like what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like I'm running an ice cream shop and it's not like I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's not a daycare, it's not like a regular business. If I had had this book 17 years ago, I would have been 17 years in already. You know, like what took you so long? <laughs> you know, where were you? The universe <laughs> delayed me. <laughs> and there's so many people out here like me or just like, where is it? And now we know where to find it. And like I said, it's, it's an honor. I am so grateful to be speaking with the author, the creator of this of this piece. Because I'm saying right now, like if if people do not at least consider reading this book, like I don't see much of a terrible future. You've mentioned pretty much like every single thing in detail when it comes to um, getting your LLC, the differences between a sole proprietor and uh, the, what is it, uh, getting your EIN uh, down to vendors and getting involved in fairs and getting that exposure and down to social media and even the psychological part of not comparing yourself to other people, which is always that little demon that we all have that pops up, right? It's like, we're doing something great. It's just like, you know, how come I'm not as great as this person? And then it kind of like, it, it, it throws a bunch of, you know, wet paint on your, on your dreams or your confidence. You talk about that. And that is not something that I expected when I was starting off. Like if I had, if I had read it ahead of time, right? I would have not fell into those pitfalls, right? I wouldn't have fallen for the, spe- for the spectacle of what everybody else had. Just keep going and stay focused. Because when I read this book, it was like I had no choice but to stay focused. And even the way the messages are delivered, right? It is delivered so clearly. It is so friendly. And like I was saying before, I thought you were like sitting right next to me. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> like, I literally like, I turned the page, like, not like, not like, turn the page around but like I put the book down a little bit and turned to my left and I was like <laughs> oh wait she's not there it's like if it feels like it's being read to you right it's like you're going through the time it's like when you turn the page you've already done it you've already you've already clicked the button on the internet you've already paid the fees for the EINs you've already submitted your 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 name you've already done it it's like it feels very warm and welcoming it feels like you are in the room with me like it's I've never read a book like this like it's it's so comforting especially if you are you know sensitive you know spiritually you will you we can I can feel your essence through the words it feels like your authentic self like you're talking to me right now this this is exactly what the book sounds like guys so whoever's (laughs) listening right now it's going to sound like she's in the room with you. So if you're feeling insecure about moving to the next step, just keep reading. 
With a lot less ums and uhs. <laughs> but yes, yes. And um, the, the, the book is, the way that I wanted to write it was that it was a step-by-step thing. I didn't want to put any fluff in it. I didn't want, I just wanted to be very straightforward and have everything there and listed so that somebody could say, okay, yes, I got to do this one and this one and this one and check all the boxes and, you know, write in the margins, like do that in the book, you know, let it be a, a workbook for you. And that way, and I, the one thing that I should have done was like what Dusty does is to put like the date in there so that you could follow your own journey. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's for sure. And also I wanted to touch on uh, the details of the book. It comes from a very observant point of view. So being as observant as, as you are in the way you write the book, you obviously have seen tarot readers make a lot of mistakes. Could you give me some examples of some of the mistakes that you have seen um, that also you know, contributed to you writing this book? Yeah, so um, the mistakes, I mean, wow. So a lot of people start out with really good intentions and then they wind up falling in the quicksand. And a lot of that is with, protecting yourself that you have to be really careful with that. Like we could go out there and be like, I want to help. I want to help. I want to do all these things, but we're not thinking of the consequences. We're not thinking that we could go to an event and we get our pop-up tent. We're all ready. And then we forget to put the tent weights and then the tent, there's a gust of wind and the tent takes off and somebody gets hurt, you know, and then now, now the vendor wants to sue us. And now the person that's harmed wants to sue us. And, and then we don't have an LLC. So we don't have the protection that we could have if we have that, or we don't even have insurance, you know, event insurance or, you know, something to that effect. And we've allowed ourselves vulnerable and people are greedy. People are jerks. And, you know, they'll, they'll sue until you lose your house. So those are things to kind of think about. And of course, this is just, it's a very generalized type of thing. I'm not saying that an LLC completely help, you know, protect you, but it's something that you have to look into and consider your options when you are establishing your business. Right. Because I guess in the spiritual community, I guess things such as, you know, business affairs do tend to get overlooked. Because I guess in the spiritual community, everyone's trying to just prove that they are, in fact, real and that they do have these gifts and that they do have these different methods. And everybody's still finding themselves and, you know, really rushing to everyone's either aid or event, like you were saying, you know, and just really trying to get exposure. And I guess um, the, the practical matters that get overlooked is something that does need to be considered in the long run that obviously has been overlooked for a long time in the spiritual community. Like if you, if you think about, you know, most of the spiritual consciousness, we'd be like, you know, free, free-spirited hippies, so to speak, right? We yeah. have these gifts and we're able to do these things at the same time. We've got to sign on the dotted line. We've got to make sure, you know, even though we are, we are human, we are definitely, you know, susceptible to making mistakes. 
um, and that we got to cover our mistakes and that, yes, we do have divine connection, but however, that divine connection also includes the practical, very mundane things that govern, <laughs> that govern our society, such as <laughs> insurance, like you were saying. So um, that is something that, like I said, I really wish I had had 17 years ago. <laughs> that would have probably propelled me to do it even, even faster. Because reading tarot and being a psychic medium is kind of like one of those starving artist type, you know, uh, industries right so people, people have to know about you they have to believe in you they have to support you they have to even validate you and also uh you know get the word out about you can you hear me yes nope i agree uh, uh okay uh no I, I thought it was me again right but it's, it's almost feeling like you know every time you do a reading it's almost like a shot in the dark but after reading this book it's kind of like it really it does not have to be you know, you could just do like, you know, things like social media, like YouTube, you know, and stuff like that. And just the, all the exposure that we get nowadays rather than 17 years ago. Right. You know, all this exposure, you're susceptible to, you know, hate comments and people twisting your words around people cat cutting your videos and making you say things that you didn't say. You know, I, I really feel this is such a very useful um you know, work of art. This is a very useful tool, very useful reference um, to have in this particular um, community. Like, because mo most business communities have all this stuff because, you know, we got the, what is it? I don't want to say this, but like, like what, nerds of the of the trade, right? The, like, you know, finance and everybody has have, have their nerds. But I was wondering, I was like, where's the nerdy things for us? Like, where's, where's our, you know, where's our snotty accountant that's going to tell us what we should be doing and how to back ourselves up? You know, we are kind of like just hippies just wander around the field collecting money, but no proof to show that it's legal money. Right. You know what I mean? So I love how it has this practicality that it has this, you know, we do belong in society. This, after reading the end of the book, I was just like, I feel like now more validated than ever than doing what I do now, because it's like you have fit us into the society. You, you fit us in that. You put us in there, right? It's kind of like, you know, we're not that different. We're doing everything just like everyone else's with our gifts. Not everybody's an accountant. Not everybody's a lawyer. Right. You know, not everybody's skilled at doing hair. You know what I mean? Because whoever did your hair did a beautiful job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee she has her dots, you know, her dots, you know, dotted and her T's crossed and everything like that. I know she's set up with what she's doing. So I thank you for making such, you know, a useful reference for people in the spiritual community. And I do, I did see in this, not just tarot, you know, all other uses of, you know, divination and occultism and, you know, all these other things that require, I guess, the exchange of time for money, you know, mm -hmm. and of course we have a lot of educated people, but this is kind of like, if you didn't do it, this is what you should be doing. So yeah, get and to it before you go any further. Right. And it's great because, yeah, you could pick this book up at any time. It's not like yes. you have to do it from the very beginning. If you have, if you're in a spiritual business and you're waffling right now and you're like, well, where, what, blah, blah, like sometimes it's good to just go back and grab a book like this for a refresher to make sure that you are covering all your bases. And, you know, sometimes because you do, you get propelled and you get pulled into it so quickly. I mean, I did at least that I had to step back and take those conscious steps. 
But like you said, even before when we were talking about how like your ego gets in the way and stuff like that, I have literally had a business ruined over that from the comparison syndrome. And, and that was the thing when I came to this business that I decided that I was going to do it, two things, no expectations. There's still no expectations. And secondly, I left my ego at the door. I did not, I don't care. I'm doing it my way. And I don't care about finding out who the other tower readers in the area. I don't care about what they're doing. I don't care. I worry about me. Right. And that's, that's really, really difficult, but it's the easiest way through this because that way there's nothing clouding your decisions. And I feel like the more free to experiment and to try different things because you're not looking at somebody else going, well, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? Right. Exactly. Because my final thought on that would be more the ego trip usually, in my opinion, would happen, I guess, like in the younger, younger age group, right? Like if you're in the younger age group, like I was 17 and, you know, you're still trying to find yourself and understand the world. and you know, you are comparing yourself to other people at that time, just naturally, you mm-hmm. know, and that's usually the time when if, if there were younger readers that say, like, you know what, I might actually be really good at this stuff. I can really connect with this. I love how this book speaks to the younger, the younger group, you know, obviously younger than me, but, you know, just for her starting out where it's kind of like, if I just focus on myself, just like the book says, I can, I can have greater success or I can have the success that I am satisfied with, or I can do it, you know, do it the right way with the confidence, knowing that, you know, that I am following these steps that are obviously what is necessary for me to progress. Yeah. Like, do you, do you agree with that? Cause like, I feel like the younger group, the younger, you know, target market, right. Would be I more feel like, it, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 48. I tomorrow. <laughs> I That's even right. happy birthday. That's right. Yeah. I mean, but I even still struggle with this. This is not, this is a human trait. And yes, there is, I feel like there is more of it when you're younger because you you're waffling around in the world and you don't know where you fit in and you're trying to fit in with everybody and you're getting all this stuff like you know jammed down your throat. But I feel like anybody feels this way and you know it's a it's a big issue because there's really no set um kind of industry standard so you are right everybody is out there trying to prove that they're better than everybody else but at the same time if you wrap yourself up so much and trying to like outdo somebody else you are not going to be who you authentically are that's right yes and I love how the book does in fact explain that it was like an aha moment right because I had to take a look at myself I like I had to stop reading for a second I was just like oh my god I was just like she called me out she's not even here (laughs) 
you know, like it, it does, it, it does kind of help you take accountability at that, at that very second that you read that in the book, you just kind of like, oh man, cause you know how you go on TikTok and you just, you just kind of sneak over to someone else's page to see how many followers they have, right? Like everyone does it every once in a while, but after reading it to me, it's just like, you know what, I, you know, that's not, that's not going to help me. That's not going to make it, you know, that's not going to, well, that's not going to make me, that's not going to, you know, do anything for me I'm gonna thwart and you know and stop myself but I love how that's included because that's that's that voice that you need to hear you know when you are continuing to grow and learn about your tarot business you know when you're continuing to connect with people and you know set up you know how you do and do not do you know events you know it's kind of like well Shirley does it that way and she has a million followers but that might not work out for you. You might have social anxiety and 30 people might be too many people. Right. You know? And not even that. I mean, you could have a million followers, but if you're in New Jersey and they're in Texas and California and you don't do virtual readings, they're not paying the bills. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and that's the whole thing. It's that, you know, are you on social media reaching your market? That's the most important question. Not how many followers do you have? Are you reaching the people that are following you? And again, from that observant point of view of yours, so very keen because it's like you could see the snake coming into the camp and it's like you just take it and you throw it right out. It's like, no, we don't, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't do that here. Like you, this is the wrong camp. Okay. We don't, we don't snake in. We don't do that. Okay. But that's literally how I felt after I read it. Right. And I was just kind of like, she just found all the snakes in my brain and just and tossed them out the window. Now they're all <laughs> gone. I haven't even checked so me to since then. I swear I haven't even done it. Wow. It, it spoke to me and I am I am very confident. Um, if you read this book, guys, it will definitely speak to you as well. It is a very eclectic tone of voice, is a very eclectic you know, uh, rhythm to it, all of it. Like I can listen to it with violins in the back. Like it's like, it, it has so many different moods to it. I can feel them. Like I can feel them. Like I'm pretty sure you spent a lot of time, right? Like writing upside down on your couch, messy bun. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like, I don't care. Like, I just want to write my real self. This is like, you, you're talking to me, right? You're not talking at me or around me. You're talking to me. It's so very personal. And it's, it's great. I, I finished it the other day. And like I said, like the first day I, I couldn't finish it because I, you know, life got in the way. But then I, after that, I just, I went right through it because it, it's just so fun to read, you know, and it's so comfortable to read. And again, I want to thank you. Thank you for creating this. Oh, you're going right. to help and propel so many people, so many people who are having doubts, so many people who are just afraid to take that next step, take the first step, you know, and literally become all that they can be you've given that gift of self-confidence and empowerment and this information you know and you've done it to the best of your ability and I can feel that you put that fire in there Thank right you. you put that in there one time I felt like you smacked me in the face right <laughs> and I was just kind of like did, did this happen like I turned around to see if you were there again and I was just like here. all right <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's, it's always going to be and yes it is a great book to refer back to definitely a great refresher um I don't have any more questions or I mean just to sum it all up um I mean you can find this book on Amazon again it's kickstart your tarot business a professional's guide to building your business 
um, written by Nicole Colella. Um, and Nicole, did you have any final thoughts for me? Uh, when, did you want to say anything to, you know, people who are still afraid to start, like, you know, even after reading, like, what would you tell them? Like, what would you whisper into their ear to get them going if they I just, just finished your book? If they just finished my book and they're overwhelmed, <laughs> it's literally just take it one step at a time, you know, and there's no, there's no one out there that's holding your feet to the fire. This is all like, if you're crazed about it or you have anxiety or this is the, it's, it's all self-imposed and that, and that's the whole thing too. And it's supposed to be, it's not just supposed to be a business and it's not, and there's something very special about starting a spiritual business because it's a spiritual journey for you as much as it is for the business and you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to push yourself outside your comfort zone as well. And that's all part of the process. And sometimes it's like, sometimes there is anxiety and, and, you know, you're nervous because you don't know if you're making the right decision or not, but this is like where you look within and you grow from it. There it's, it's a journey within itself. So it's not that we have to race to the finish line for the final product. It's everything that we learn along the way. And even the people that we read for, I can't tell you how many times that I'm saying something and in the back of my head, I'm going, Oh crap, this is what I need to do too. Like it's like, you know, so we're even learning as we're helping others heal. That is perfectly said. Perfect. Definitely not a rush, you know, not a race. Um, It's a journey and you got to do, I guess, what spirit calls you to do one step at a time. I love the whole thing. So thank you so much, Nicole, for being my guest. Thank you Um, for having me. (laughs) um, uh, Once again, this is Christina McKinney with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. Thank you for listening. And I hope you see you guys in the next episode. Okay.